Do you ever feel like Paul is sarcastic? I mean, we've been in Romans for a while, and I just feel like sometimes he's like really deep, and other times he says things like, do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. (laughs) You know, like, how is that in the Bible? But it's like so true. Like, don't let your opinions about fill in the blank, destroy God's work, or let that come before your relationship with your brother or your sister. You're listening to If That Makes Sense, the Family Life podcast about what life is like following Jesus. My name is Tim, and I'm in Family Life's radio department. I'm Robbie in Family Life's performing arts department. And my name is Lydia, and I work in the front office. We are on Romans chapter 14. We are getting really close to the end of this amazing book. I hope, if you haven't listened yet to the other episodes, that at some point when you finish, you find time to go back and listen through because it's just been super fun going through the book. It's been super challenging. Mm -hmm. Today does not look like it will be any exception to either of those (laughs) things. Fun and challenging. Doozies. Doozies all the way. Mm -hmm. Doozies. It could have been the book of doozies, but um, Romans is a better title. It actually is. Actually, this... Debatable. (laughs) (laughs) Epistle. I'm going to leave that there. Um, This one should come with a disclaimer and not anything about it being a doozy so much as it's important when you're looking at any part of the Bible to know that there's context involved. Like the Bible was written to people, Romans is, as it says, written to Romans, a church of Romans in the first century that the apostle Paul was writing to. We're going to hear more about this Jew Gentile stuff that you've been hearing us talk about in the show. And Basically, the important thing to keep in mind is it's a social distinction. And it's at the time, they're kind of figuring out a lot of what it meant to be somebody who follows God as a Christian uh, who, who has a different cultural background than somebody else. Why I bring it up is because we can always apply God's word as holy, inspired wisdom to our lives in amazing ways that the Holy Spirit wants to use it. That being said, the way we apply this ver- these verses, this chapter to ourselves today isn't what Paul was writing to. He was writing to people going through something very specific and very different from us. That doesn't mean, though, that we can't find ways to apply it to us. So you're going to hear about some really specific disagreements that were going on in this church. And basically, I think the important thing to keep in mind is how does God's word uh, bring together people who have different backgrounds and different convictions and beliefs. So all that kind of being said, uh, let's start off Romans chapter 14. Okay, here we go. Accept other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. For instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will eat only vegetables. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't, and those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do, for God has accepted them. Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? Their own master will judge whether they stand or fall. And with the Lord's help, they will stand and receive his approval. In the same way, some think one day is more holy than another day, while others think every day is alike. You should each be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is acceptable. Those who worship the Lord on a special day do it to honor Him 
those who eat any kind of food do so to honor the Lord, since they give thanks to God before eating. And those who refuse to eat certain foods also want to please the Lord and give thanks to God. For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it's to honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose, to be Lord, both of the living and of the dead. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. So then, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. I'm convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person, it is unclean. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not, by your own eating, destroy someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let what you know is good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Mm, good stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I love how even though Paul is talking about this really specific issue of, you know, clean food, unclean food. Yeah. It's there's so much I think that we can apply as Christians today, maybe even like especially today <laughs> in our world that I feel like is divided on so many fronts and and not just like the world versus the church, but like division in the church, division yeah. amongst believers who, you know, people feel really strongly about <laughs> all the things. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel like lately it's just been that much more obvious of like, you know, having a heart, people struggling to live in unity with other people who don't agree on all the, you know, like secondary and tertiary things that we have opinions and, and feelings about. Um, I think it's, I think we have a hard time living in unity <laughs> and and respecting yeah. other people um in a lot of ways maybe maybe i'm just older now maybe i just didn't realize it when i was mm. you know like 12 13 mm -hmm. it's a little more obvious to me um but yeah and and i think another really important thing that i see here is there are so many issues in the Bible that God's word is so clear on. Like, mm -hmm. this is not talking about like, some people might believe Jesus rose from the dead. Some people didn't. That's okay. <laughs> right, like, right. You know, there are things in our faith that are like the the foundation of what we believe. And that's not what Paul's talking about here. Like, right. he's not talking about 
the like the important things of of sin and of like who Jesus is and is the Bible true? Like those are those are not the yeah. things up for discussion here. Um, it's more like people's opinions or preferences or things like that. And I think you know it's really important to to like put those things I guess in the right category if yeah. that makes sense. And I love um, verse twenty. <laughs> I'm like I don't know. Do you ever th- feel like Paul is sarcastic? I mean, we've been in Romans for a while, and I just feel like sometimes he's like really deep, and other times he says things like, do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. <laughs> you know, like, how is that in the Bible? Yeah. But it's, like, so true. Like, don't don't let your opinions about, you know, fill in the blank, yeah. destroy God's work, or, or let that come before your relationship with your brother or your sister. And what are some ways the work of God could get destroyed mm-hmm. by this kind of thing. I've got something I'm thinking of. You can exercise your convictions in the wrong way as a strong, quote, quote, brother in the faith or as a weak, quote, quote, brother in the faith or or sister in the faith. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're doing it the strong way, and again, both of these are an error. If you're going on the strong arming of your conviction Mm -hmm. or the, the weak side, the strong way would be to say, I don't have a problem with this. This thing doesn't bother me. So I'm going to exercise my Christian liberty to do X, Y, or Z, regardless of how it might affect somebody else. Mm-hmm. Maybe who struggled with with giving too much of their life to that thing when they were unsaved. So let's say, for instance, it's, um, I'm going to pick something here that seems kind of random. Like, what if you like to watch horse races? You'd like to watch the horses run fast around the big track. You think that's cool. So you and in, you invite your friend to go to the, the horse race place. Maybe your friend just kind of got out of a, an awful patch, a season of, of like gambling. He was yeah. so addicted to betting on those horse races. And so you're saying all things are clean to the one who knows they're clean. Brother, let's go down to the track and just watch ourselves some horses. Yeah. You might have the liberty to do that, and that's fine. But maybe if your brother goes along with you, he's going to be tempted to go back to the sin that used to ensnare him. And that's the the strong way of getting it wrong. And then the weak way of getting it wrong, at least if I'm understanding what Paul means by strong and weak brother here, is to think that to 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 think everything, you know, is wrong. And so you're you're judging other people because. Mm. Maybe maybe it's maybe you say this in your head. I've said this in my head. Oh, they're a Christian and they watch that show. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. You know, <laughs> sure. I'm not going to say that there's there aren't things that are genuinely good and genuinely bad to watch. But part of that might be my personal conviction. Yeah. And so if I'm saying, hey, that'd be wrong for me to watch. Therefore, I know it's wrong for you too, and you're a sinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I might be passing judgment and and doing the wrong thing there. Well, and here's what I think is so sticky. And I think it's that certainly if it's sin, well, then, you know, obviously she be avoided. I should avoid it and you should avoid it. And I think that becomes so sticky because there's certain things that certain people are like, oh, but that's a sin. Yeah. And then you have other believers that are like, oh, it's actually my opinion. And so it gets really hard when you're like, no, but I can see here it says it's a sin. And they're like, yeah, but I can see here it says it's not. And so I I think that for me, um, I've been in kind of an interesting journey, as you said, like, oh, maybe when I was younger, I kind of thought everything was perfect. And now I realize it's not. And I feel like as I've grown older, I have developed my own convictions about things Mm -hmm. that 
are different than what they were when I was younger. Absolutely. There, there are several things that I can think of. I'm like, oh, I've, I've changed my opinion mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. Or I thought this, I thought this was a core value or a sin issue, but I'm looking at it differently now as I study the scripture for mm. my own. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel like the conclusion that mm-hmm. I was realizing like, but wait a minute, what? so why do you condemn another believer in verse 10? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. Mm. And so I think it's this idea that Whereas, like he's saying, you you have to be convinced in your own mind, and it's this idea of, of course we all think I'm right. Well, of course I think I'm right, mm-hmm. and you're wrong, and you think you're right, and I'm wrong, and well, is one of us right or wrong? I don't know, but what I do know is, at the end of the day, God's gonna hold each of us accountable. Yeah. So whether I was wrong or you were wrong, like we're all going to stand before judgment. So it made me think of the scripture, uh, search me, God, and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is, see if there is any wicked way in me Mm. and lead me in the way everlasting. Because I feel like if you're open to the Holy Spirit to say, just, just show me, because I want, I want to be right in my convictions and in how I'm reading your word. But I, I just think it's this idea of, well, you got you to gotta know for yourself between you and, and God because you will be judged. That's yeah. good. Someday. That's, really, yeah, that's good. really good. <laughs> and that he says, and pardon my repeating this if you just mentioned this verse, but uh, in there he talks about how each, well, like you said, each gives an account to God. But at the beginning where Paul says, who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another, it's before his own master that he stands or falls. Mm-hmm. I think Paul's drawing on like what they literally knew in their culture about a servant-master relationship and how different households had different masters and servants. But what it's interesting to think of as us as Christians is, yes, we all have the same God, but he's got an individual relationship with each one of us. Mm-hmm. And when he says it's before his own master that he stands or falls, it's saying, hey, look, you worry about your relationship with God, they'll worry about their relationship with God. If it's a person you are accountable for, then there's a, a place for confronting that person in Christian mm-hmm. love, obviously. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to meddling and, and you thinking you need to be the Holy Spirit and inform somebody else's convictions to look more like your convictions, no, it's before his own master that he will stand or fall. You worry about your convictions. Well, and I think it comes down to what I've pointed out a, a few times as I've been going through here is I feel like it all boils down to love again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's like, well, if I think this thing isn't wrong, but you do, then I'm probably not going to try to pull you into something that you think is wrong or try to convince yeah. you yeah. that, well, let me actually show you that it actually is okay for X, Y, and Z or right. my view on this is right because of, and so it's like, well, the most loving thing I could do is n- not make a big issue of this thing. Like what is, what's the most loving thing to do? And that's what I should be doing. I feel is like the bottom line. Mm-hmm. 
And that to me, that goes back to when you had asked the question, like, how can we ruin like the work of God for the sake of, you know, mm. for the sake of food or whatever. Yeah. And I think it goes back to like, is is my relationship with this person more important than whatever the issue is? And I feel like the answer should always be yes. The relationship is more important than mm. whether or not they're okay watching horse races or they're okay having a glass of wine or watching a horror movie. Like none of those things should be more important in my mind than my brother or sister. Mm. And if they are to me, that's like, that should be a heart check for me because I, I don't want to ever elevate something that is like, yeah, that might be my opinion, but if it really bothers you, I'm not going to, I'm not going to convince you that it's not wrong. And I'm not going to like make you try to understand my, you know, but but like, I'm just going to love you better. Like maybe we don't, go to horse races or we don't go out for a glass of wine or watch that type of movie when we're together. Like you, you, you care about the person more than you care about the issue. And I think that that's what we often miss Hmm. in relationships is we elevate the issue over the person. And I think there's this weird, like there's this really weird, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the (laughs) only one, but I feel like there's this weird, sick, like interest in arguing. Like there's Mm. this, almost this fun element that like, but I want to try to prove you wrong. Like, yeah. oh my goodness, my sisters and I would be terrible. We'd come up with a movie quote and I'd be like, it's from this movie. And they'd be like, no, it's from this movie. And I'd like get on YouTube and be like, I told you I was right. <laughs> and there's this like sick fascination with being right about something. And yeah. you were wrong and I was right and I told you. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, that's not loving. And, and, and we can get, I think, so caught up in arguing mm-hmm. about whatever that like, are we talking about Jesus? Yeah. And so I think it's just that idea of, like you were saying, well, it could just be distracting us from what really is, like, boy, if if Satan, I don't think he has to use things on the outside to no. infiltrate to get into us. Sad. It's he just can use right what's within our we, we think as our cute little safe four walls, yeah. and he's gonna use us to destroy us with things that don't matter. I love that it's coming back to the relationships and the love of the brother and sister in Christ and that being what the main thing is here because that really is what's at stake because Paul puts it in really extreme terms. Destroying the work of God, destroying your brother, like, wait, destroy? Like that yeah. in the Bible, that brings up images of like somebody really truly being lost. Yeah. We know that God works with us people in a mysterious way to encourage one another, to draw one another closer to him. And our sin can push other people further from him. Mm-hmm. Even our right, we might call it, to say, well, I know that this is not wrong, so I can do it. Yeah, but what's, are you doing that out of love for somebody else? Or are you doing it in a way that's going to hurt somebody else's faith? Yeah. Let's talk about our convictions. So, so far, I think we've done a good job talking about how our convictions might affect other people. But what about those things we aren't sure of? Mm -hmm. Because while Paul does a lot of talking about how not to use what you think is okay that could hurt somebody else's weaker faith... He also addresses the areas where we ourselves might not be sure Mm. and thinking, is it okay for me to watch this? Or thinking, I can probably enjoy that activity without sinning, right? And and where we're not really sure. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say unfortunately. (laughs) I'll say it's fortunately. Fortunately, Paul gives us the answer like, no, 
If it does not proceed from faith, it's sin. But that's tricky for us sometimes because there are things where we think, we like there are times where we might genuinely not know, is this okay for a Christian or is this not okay for a Christian? And those things are different for each of us. If you're about to do something and you can say to yourself, I'm not sure if this is sin or not. <laughs> okay, then pause just a little bit longer and say, then why am I doing it? Uh, that, that's what I was going to point out is like, well, if you have to ask the question, <laughs> yeah. maybe not. You know, uh-huh. I mean, if obviously you, there are things you don't have to. Is it the right thing for me to share some share my peanut butter sandwich with Tim? Like, of course, that's the right thing. <laughs> that's what Christ would want me to do. You know, like, obviously, are the things that you don't have to think about at all because you know it's such a, a right and good thing. But then there are other things that you're like, I don't know. Yeah. And so it's like, well, probably yeah. listen to your gut or your conscience because if you have to ask, probably not. But then the other thing I think is there's the – I don't know where this passage is. Maybe it's in Romans that everything everything is permissible, but mm-hmm. not everything is beneficial. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so right, right. sometimes a question I like to ask is, is this whatever thing, this choice, going to help push me closer to God and others or stay stagnant or move backwards? Mm. And if it's not pushing me forward, then, well, whether it's sin or not, is it is it really a good thing good. or worth yeah. doing. Right. Yeah, that's really good. Because I think I think that's a good, like, litmus test of of your actions. And I, I 100% agree, like, that, it, you, I don't know. I feel like you you know. Like, right, right. <laughs> you know, you can be like, oh, I don't know. And it's like, mm. but I think you do. <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> because you're, you know, I feel like the Holy Spirit is, pricks you or doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, if you're doing right. something and you're like, oh. And so, and then you know I've I don't know I've had that where I'm doing something and someone's like oh wow this and I'm like oh I I, I didn't feel that at all but yeah. they clearly did and vice versa you know if I'm like gosh that makes me feel real yucky inside and they're like oh I I do this all the time you know and it's like oh wow okay well that's not good for me you know yeah. and I think just being willing to listen to that still small voice like and that little like check in your spirit um. And and not like just like blowing that off and being like, well, somebody else is doing it, so I'm sure it's fine for me too. It's like, okay, when that little chat comes to take that moment, pause and say, hmm. And that's where it's really easy to compare yourself. Like, right. well, this person, whatever, mm-hmm. either does or doesn't do X, Y, or Z, therefore. And it's like, okay, but then you're just doing or not doing something right. based on what somebody else is doing doing or not doing and that's where i think it really comes back to that like search me oh god and see if there's any wicked i think like i'll give the sunday school answer pray about it you know like if you really are truly like i don't know yeah then pray about it and And i think he'll reveal it i think he'll reveal it to you i don't think he's gonna be like no i'm just gonna leave in the dark (laughs) and that's important that that's a real thing that really basically i do think we know when we know and I think we could also say we know when we don't know. It's possible mm-hmm. for somebody to really, uh, this might surprise you, uh, I understand what it's like to to overthink things. Mm-hmm. And it's possible for somebody to think themselves into a hole, yeah. like with a mental shovel, to where they can't see what other people can obviously see. They might be wondering if, like for them, is it a sin if they choose to uh, enjoy a Coca-Cola or something, you know, whatever, something pretty benign, you think. And 
there is a place where somebody can get kind of too obsessive about mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that somebody from many people from the outside could tell this person, hey, you're you're worrying about like you are you don't have freedom in Christ because you think everything you do might secretly be a sin without you knowing it somehow. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling that, you've got to have more faith in the Holy Spirit's power in your life to really convict you. Because when the Holy Spirit convicts you, it's clear. He doesn't give these little shady kind of fearful, oh, maybe this is sin. Maybe that's sin too. Sin's lurking around every corner and you don't know when you'll accidentally touch it. There'll be sin cooties. Mm -hmm. No, the Holy Spirit will let you know in an uncomfortable, you know it's not right way. um, At least I believe anyways. And if you're somebody who knows you struggle with maybe over analyzing whether every little thing could be some sort of sin, then yeah, not just pray about it, but like ask people you trust. And that's where I've got to agree with you that I really do just believe that this is part of what it means to have the Holy Spirit. He he really won't let us, he won't let us not know. He won't let us not hear from him. Yeah. That that makes me think of verse 17. It's perfect. It's like, I feel like it's summing up what you said. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and Peace. Yeah. Like, oh, peace. And joy in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so it's like if you're in the Holy Spirit, then goodness, I'm going to be good to people. And and peace, I'm at peace. And joy. Like, oh, joy. I, like I love joy. that. I love joy. that. These, what I love about all this is it's like, it's deep thinking. You really do have to think about it. It's not something that you need to be the smartest person in the world to figure out. Mm-hmm. Anybody can can come to these conclusions reading this part of God's word. You just but but he does want us to think hard about it and think hard about how we're living. And that's what I love about all this is like this the Christian life is a serious thing. It's worth thinking hard about, but we're not doing it alone. Right. The Holy Spirit's with us. He's going to show us how to live holy lives ourselves and holy lives that are encouraging and building up every brother and sister who is right alongside us on that journey. Yeah. And I think this is another one of those great conversations to have with a couple of good friends, you know, to sit down and read Romans 14 and talk about like, hey, what are things in each other's lives that are, you know, convictions or opinions or, you know, things like that and and how to how to live that out in the community that you're in right now, because it's going to look different for everybody. But I think it's such a valuable conversation to have with the people that you're living in community with to, to better support and pray and, you know, care for one another in a way that is pleasing to the Lord and also builds your relationship with each other. Just how to love each other well. Thank you for joining us for If That Makes Sense, the family life podcast about what life is really like as a young adult following Jesus. If you enjoy the show, please send it to a friend. Your genuine appreciation of the show is the best way for word to get out. And it would make our day if you left us a rating and a review wherever you found this episode. Family Life has more great original podcasts that you can check out at familylife.org slash podcast. Thanks again, and we look forward to having you along for the next one.